Good afternoon, Super Kicking It with Stephen Facebook group. Happy to be here. I'm your host, Stephen A1181, ready for another edition of Super Kicking with Stephen. I'm going to talk up some AEW fallout from the past week. We had All Out last week, uh, which I do love. A good, uh, good wrestling event on a Saturday night, I think, is always great. Uh, we'll talk up Dynamite from this past week, kind of uh, mentioned who debuted and showed up in AEW, which I was kind of surprised by, and then who might not be with AEW anymore. So we'll kind of get to that. Uh, other than that, then we'll take a little break, <clears throat> a quick commercial break. Then we'll get into all my WWE news. Obviously, I'm fin sported my Finn Bauer t-shirt because he is your current NXT champion, which I'll get into. Uh, we also had Raw, where Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton took up their feud to a notch. You know, Drew McIntyre, just Claymore kicking Randy Orton everywhere over the building. We finally got to see that Cedric Alexander decided to join the Hurt Business, which I called for all along. So, hey, I got one thing right there. Uh, NXT, like I said, we saw this. Bronson Reed got a good win. And the main event of Rhea Ripley took out Mercedes Mar Martinez. And I believe Robert Stone kicked her out of his group. So we'll get to that. And then finally finish up with some SmackDown talk. Uh, what did we see last night? Uh, Alexa Bliss <laughs> hit Sister Abigail on Nikki Cross. Interesting there. We saw a new puppet, Wobbling Walrus, or Wobbly Wall, I believe it is, which is, you know, a playoff. Paul Heyman, I'm sure he's loving that. And uh, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso kind of picked up their feud a little bit by being on the same team. But Roman gets in the tag and gets the win when Jey Uso went to look to get the win. So I see title, of course, has Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, and um, Jeff Hardy all vying for it. When you know, I'm trying to go there. So building up to Clash of Champions here at the end of the month, and yeah, uh, don't know when the next AEW event is. Oh, sorry, it is. It's in November. Full gear, so we'll see. You know where Mock. I'm guessing Moxley, John Moxley, and Lance Archer will fight there. And yeah, so we'll get into all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, you can follow me at Stephen A. Eleven eighty one. It's Stephen A. Eleven eighty one. And of course, we can't forget to thank you know all of our lovely sponsors of the group. We'll just give you one right now. So let's hear. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Ass from Black and White Sports. And I am looking to buy or sell a home. I know who I'm going to call. And that's Sean Nugent, a.k.a. BW Sports One's rock star realtor. That's right, folks. Sean Nugent is the man you need to talk to if you're looking for your dream home or looking to just downsize or anything in between when it comes to your new house. Call Sean, 317-503-8322. That's 317-503-8322. Or email him, sean.nugent at talktotucker.com. You want to talk to Tucker? Talk to Sean Nugent, BW Sports One's rock star realtor. All right, and we're back kind of giving up a little, you know, the AEW all-out uh, results. Big picture-wise... You could tell my voice. I I liked it. I don't know if it had that moment of, you know, like AEW where you're like, oh, man, that really happened, that type of moment. It just seemed like there was a lull to it. You know, maybe it was no fan. Well, there was some fans there. Um, maybe it was just, you know, I think after that Matt Hardy spot, which we'll get into a little bit, I think that took the air out of a lot of people. And some of the matches just seemed like things were moving along slowly. 
you know, John Moxley, I'll kind of, let's start there. John Moxley, MJF, world title match, AEW world title. Paradigm shift was uh, banned, but Moxley hit it anyway when the ref's back was turned when he was messing with Wardlow. So, and then on Dynamite, we got a little more of the, you know, MJF Wardlow possibly breaking up soon. Uh, we got MJF firing his campaign team and, then he, you know, got into Wardlow's face saying, I pay your bills and all that. I signed your checks. So I thought that was an interesting twist on saying, you know, instead of normally saying the owner of the company or management pays the checks, you had MJF playing that up. Um, just something wasn't clicking there for me. You know, it, it didn't seem like their the styles really meshed well. You know, you had MJF kind of wrestling the match and, you know, Moxley does whatever he can do. He tries to adapt as much as he can. But now we will head into John Moxley and Lance Archer, which we can get into as well, because Lance Archer won the um, the Battle Royale. We had Mike, Matt Saddell, formerly Evan Bourne, slip on the top turnbuckle trying to, you know, hit a, a big old splash. And talk about a, a, a moment to debut. Hopefully he'll uh, get to redeem himself with that. Some of the other spots we saw Darby Allen get placed into a um, a body bag with thumbtacks in it, and then kind of power bombed into the stage. We did not see Darby Allen this past week, so that's good that you played him off. We didn't see Cody Rhodes this week. Um, we'll get into what Cody Rhodes had to announce after that as well. Um, some other things I thought Young Bucks and Jurassic Express put on a good match, and I do think Young Bucks played up their you know kind of heelish side that they were going after. Uh, and especially when we saw this past week, what happened with them and Alex Marvez trying to get a word with them. He super, gets super kicked. So we see this kind of turn of attitude from the Young Bucks, you know, maybe some cockiness type deal to it. So uh, FTR, feel the fear, the revelation, ended up beating Adam Page and uh, Kenny Omega. Saw some good promos from them this past week. You know, you saw Kenny Omega talking up that he probably needs to go singles but then he had Adam Page saying he wanted to get back with Kenny. So it's going to be interesting there. And, you know, I keep saying I think Adam Page ends up with FTR in some sort of capacity. I still think that's going to happen. You know, maybe that's maybe that's why, you know, Adam Page is trying to get back with that Kenny Omega to really bridge, you know, burn that bridge there. Um, Orange Cassidy defeated uh, Chris Jericho. Probably, you know, a better match for them. You know, a fun uh, orange punch that knocked Chris Jericho into the, the vat of mimosa, as it does say on the <laughs> results there. Uh, you know, I I didn't know if Chris Jericho would lay down for Orange Cassidy, especially, you know, because he's a veteran and all that. But I think Jericho does find it, has found his place now. You know, he was the first champion. Now he realizes he can put over guys. And even he admitted he didn't get what Orange Cassidy was all about. I didn't get it myself. The fans are buying into it, and I think that win really helps Orange Cassidy, you know, get to that next level. Maybe not main event, but just underneath there, you know, where, you know, maybe you could show up in an AW Dynamite main event here and there just to kind of play that up. Uh, what else happened? Uh, Matt Hardy defeated Sammy Guevara. Yeah, this match, um, as you can see, it's a total of nine minutes. I They... It seems like they were cursed. I don't know what it was. There, you know, we I thought we've had them going, and then Sammy Guevara come or some information came out about Sammy Guevara using, you know, words that you shouldn't use to in regards to a woman. 
So he goes away for about a month, I think it was, tries to, you know, get some, really get his life, you know, back. And so I think that kind of derailed it. It just seemed like every time they were trying to get going with it, it couldn't get going. And, you know, we had a couple of rough spots there even leading up to this. You know, Sammy Guevara got pretty rough with Matt Hardy with the chair and, you know, legit clocked him. And then Matt Hardy does eat it on the floor pretty hard on the back of his head. And, I mean, they kept replaying it. At first you thought, oh, maybe he's not as hurt, but – you know, he did not, he was on wobbling legs the rest of that match. And then to go up to the scaffolding, you know, the their um, uh, big entrance area, climb up there. And obviously there was a big, you know, you could tell there was a big space by there that you could say something, something was going to happen. But just, you know, and then we had Matt Hardy talk on Dynamite uh, this past week, bringing up, you know, he's going to recover and all this and, I don't know. It just didn't seem to go anywhere other than, okay, I'm going to go away and then I'll come back for the title. <laughs> and I didn't really, because it doesn't feel like, you know, I guess they're finished with him and Sammy Guevara, but is that match the broken rule or sorry, you know, broken match really how they want to end it or maybe, you know, do the cinemat cinematic type match, you know, go to the Hardy compound. I think that's a high would, try to finish this feud and, you know, take as many precautions as you can and play off of that. So I, I personally didn't, like I said, I didn't buy the Matt Hardy stuff. You know, I thought Sammy Guevara was going to come out or something was going to happen. It just felt like he talked, talked, talked. Uh, Rabbi Hardy was there with their youngest baby birdie. And it was just kind of there, you know, there was nothing really, I don't know it, you know, we got the whole, Tony Khan saying, oh, we checked with Matt Hardy. He said he was okay. They probably should have pulled the plug on the match and just let it be and, you know, bring back Matt Hardy in some way. But they finished the match, you know, because that's what wrestlers do. You had Stone Cold break his neck <laughs> in a match and still finish. You know, we've had other injuries, uh, Triple H, you know, tearing his quad and trying to finish matches. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what wrestlers do. But just there's, I think there does need to be closure in some sort of fashion for this because that didn't feel like it. Uh, Thunder Rosa and Hikira Shida put on a decent, you know, women's match. Probably one of the better women's matches of AEW. Don't I thought Thunder Rosa was on again? I can't remember. I thought they are talking her up going against a woman from NWA, so maybe there is a little partnership there. Uh, Shida, you know, I think is going to get challenged by. Um, Nyla Rose next, because that seems to be where that's going. So uh, Lance Archer won the Battle Royale, you know, kind of having um, Eddie Kingston, though, played it up that he never got eliminated. I think he stepped through the ropes, but they didn't really call it. And he even played that up on Dynamite, which will kind of get into where Eddie Kingston and uh, Pente, Penta, and then Pentagon Jr. and then Ray Phoenix and the whole Butcher and the Blade where they were going. I'm not really sure where that was going on Dynamite the last week, but uh, yeah, I'll get into that for just a second. Uh, other than that, like I said, there, I think there wasn't those moments at a usual AEW kind of you know big event that you felt like really hit like oh man, you know I'm glad I watched that. It was you know good but probably underwhelmed. And maybe we had expectations too high for this with the type of matches, you know, that they had and all the different stipulations and 
I thought AEW had some good momentum, so maybe the the bar was set too high for it. But you know, I I don't know if it delivered as well as it could have. So uh, looking at the dynamite. Um, we did have MJF and Chris Jericho kind of show up at the same time. Um, not much to talk about there other than, you know, they played it up like, oh, are they going to team together? Then they didn't. So, but I do want to talk about this whole, you know, we had the Lucha Bros, Penta, Penta El Zero, Ray Phoenix with Eddie Kingston, the Butcher and the Blade. They got beat by um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I believe this is going to be the first match ever on AEW back in the day or one match there. So they finally got to do this. But then we had all the whole uh, Ray Phoenix and his brother Penta going at each other. And then Eddie Kingston came out and like trying to make Peacekeeper. I still don't know where this group is going. You know, I don't know if maybe one of them should have won the Casino Battle Royale or if the Lucha Bros should have beat Jurassic Express to kind of give them something. You know, it almost feels like the Dark Order of last year. You know, I don't like Dark Order kind of finally has final momentum on BTE. Obviously, you can see them. And then Brody Lee winning the TNT title, I think, helps, you know, that. But um, I don't know where this and there's no name for it. You know, he did. Eddie Kingston did bring up Pac, uh, who's kind of, you know, in England right now, can't travel here. So. Um, but Eddie Kingston, Penta, Ray Phoenix, Butcher and the Blade, I just don't know where it's going. And I need to figure that, you know, they need to figure that out. Cause I feel like there are, there, there's really no momentum for them. You know, now, like I said, the intriguing part, I guess, is that Eddie Kingston brought up, he was never eliminated. So maybe him and Lance Archer fight for the next, you know, a shot at John Moxley, uh, to kind of play that up. But other than that, yeah, we'll we'll kind of see where they go. Uh, I brought up as well that uh, we also had Matt Hardy out there. He kind of talked up, you know, whatever he talked up. Not much there, you know. He'll go up, and he said maybe he'll go after TNT title, and I think that'd be fine. But I still feel like I want some sort of closure, you know, between Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy. You know, some sort of I don't know. I think they want a match to finish the right way. Uh, Orange Cassidy picked up the win against the hybrid twos Angelico and then kind of took out Jack Evans. But then um, we had the uh, pow proud and powerful come out, which was Ortiz and Santana. They took out Trent Cassidy. Then you had Trent and Chuck Taylor, the best friends come out and say, Hey, we're going to meet you in a parking lot brawl. So that's going to be next week. And I think that would be kind of cool to see, you know, just them. And I'm guessing you'll probably start the night with it. And, you know, kind of let that play up as your big event for um, AEW Dynamite next week. Uh, Young Bucks, obviously, super kicked. Um, super kicked Alex Marvish, trying to get a, you know, uh, a little interview. And nothing really happened. You know, that's, they never talked or anything like that. Uh, we did have, um, I guess I could bring up that we had. Uh, Kip Sabian saying, oh, he's got a best man. Yeah, I have a best man. A couple of the guys came out and they, were, they weren't the best man. Then we get formerly Rusev. We have Miro um, looking in his PJ short or PJ pants and nice shoes and a Disney T-shirt saying he's the best man. He gave the typical, you know, you can take that brass ring, shove it up your ass type conversation. We, you know, we, I got to see more from Miro and see what that's leading to, you know. 
um, before we kind of go like that. I just thought, you know, don't, don't get the typical, Hey, you know, you shoved me down and now I'm back, but, or now I'm going to show you that what you're missing. I, I don't typically like that type of promo, you know, especially for me, somebody like Rusev, you know, I don't know if he would have been WWE champion or universal. Could he have done more? Sure. And, you know, but he came out of freaking tank at WrestleMania. <laughs> How many other guys got that type of entrance at WrestleMania? So, I mean, yeah, I thought, Mir you know, Miro in WWE did what he did. Was there some bad moments? Yeah. But then I thought he, you know, he did get to wrestle John Cena. You know, I thought he got moments that, you know, most guys are never going to get. So uh, we'll see where this goes with Kip Sabian. Hangman Page was in, interviewed later on, you know, kind of talking about it's all his fault. He lost his best friends and he does want to get back with Kenny Omega, but then Kenny Omega doesn't want to get back. So interesting twist there. Uh, we did have J Chris Jericho and Jake Hager uh, defeat Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. And they talked about they want to go after FTR for the AW Tag Team Championships. So that's kind of where we see Jericho going next. MJF fired off his campaign team other than getting mad at Wardlow. Sorry, I'm just saying, you know, I pay you. So you better just listen to me. Uh, we did have FTR kind of, you know, giving a salute to all the tag teams, but they were just, you know, mocking them. And uh, Jurassic Express ended up kind of taking out the comedy or kind of adding this comedy aspect, which I thought was kind of interesting because you had FTR saying, hey, we're not going to fight a comedy team like the Lucha Express. But then it almost felt like a comedy segment. So that was, you know, kind of like a eh, moment. You know, I don't, I thought if you would have just played it up like FTR doing what they did and then left the ring. I think that's where I would have left it like that. So um, Darby Allen's music played was Ricky Starks coming out as Darby Allen. So we kind of got those two probably crossing paths soon. Uh, Nyla Rose, who's, you know, number two in the rankings, but looks like she'll kind of, you know, kind of picking up her way. Um, she ended up beating Tay Conti, which I thought was interesting that Sheeta came out to help Tay, but we didn't have Anna Jay who gave her the dark order invitation said hey you should join so maybe we're waiting a little bit to you know let that brew a little bit more but yeah i'm interested to see if you know what happens there maybe Sheeta and tay conte fight nyla rose and then Tay's walks out on her or something like that so uh kenny omega said he wants to do single goals singles action so he brought that up and then we you know we had to have brody lee defending his title against dustin rhodes and we did have Brody and Ling winning, uh, you know, probably a good match just, for, you know, kind of put, you know, Dustin in the main event and just kind of going back and forth. But um, I thought it was interesting that Brody and Lee yelled at Colt Cabana for coming out to celebrate because Colt Cabana was the loser in the previous night. So we're still kind of getting that play up. And then we had the Cody Rhodes announcement that he's going to be on a game show as a host. Yeah, I don't know about that, but. Um, you know, we, I thought maybe it might be a new show of sorts or him coming back to action pretty soon. It looks like he'll be out for a little bit. So, you know, maybe we won't see Cody for a little bit, but this almost felt like the Renee Young announcing that she has a cookbook. You know, you play up this big announcement and then it's like, eh, I'm a host on, on the TV game show. Like not nothing really there. So, um, that's my AEW talk. Kind of stop there. Take a quick break. 
and then uh, we'll get back into WWE talk. So uh, catch this amount announcement from First Financial Bank for all your banking needs. What is up, everybody? It is your boy, the ass for black and white sports. And let me talk to you about a little banking. First Financial Bank and John Wayne Buzzard. That's right, folks. The official bank of BW Sports One for all of your banking needs, whether it be savings, checking, mortgage loans, small business loans, and everything else under the sun. First Financial Bank and John Wayne Buzzard is where we go. Call that man, 317-417-8582. That's 317-417-8582. Or email him at john.buzzard at bankatfirst.com. That's right. First Financial Bank, the official bank of BW Sports One. All right. Well, welcome back to Super Kicking with Steven. Make sure to catch um, First Financial Bank for all your banking needs. So happy to happy to have them as a sponsor on the Black and White Sports and kind of playing that up. So um, other than that, you know, we'll kind of get into what Raw is all about. So Raw, obviously, you could see we did have the huge <laughs> beatdown of Buddy Murphy um, by the whole Mysterio family. We had Dominique out there. Uh, we had Aaliyah out there. We had um, Ray's wife out there. So everybody was taking kendo sticks. Ray Mysterio was out there taking, I think it said 86 kendo stick shots from the Mysterio family. And now we'll get Dominique and Seth Rollins in a cage match um, here on this coming Monday. So I don't know if Dominique gets his, you know, gets the win over Seth there as well. And then maybe we're all done with this, you know, still kind of curious where this goes, but um, that was the main event. Uh, some other things that happened, I do want to bring up Cedric Alexander finally joining the Hurt Business, uh, you know, taking out Ricochet. And then later on in the night, the Hurt Business, you know, introducing him. And then we got a big old match between the Viking Raiders, Apollo Crews, and Ricochet against the Hurt Business. That is what is needed for Cedric Alexander. So I'm really glad to see, you know, I think there's something there. Ever since, you know, we saw him at the um, the Cruiserweight Tournament, I think it was, uh you know, Triple H comes out and shakes his hand. You knew that he just had to find it. So just like it took a little bit longer for Apollo Crews to find it, you know, I think Cedric Alexander's got it. And, I mean, teaming with Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, and MVP, yeah, I mean, they're they're definitely going to try to give him all that they can to, you know, build him up. So I think that's the best move. I don't think Ricochet would have made sense. I kind of thought Apollo Crews, but then I think Apollo Crews has finally found himself it took him a little bit longer to, you know, even in NXT, I think he was just kind of there, you know, but I think he's confident and I think he's got some of them going. So um, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton taking out, or sorry, Drew McIntyre taking out Randy Orton with a few um, Claymore kicks. So, you know, maybe we'll have this whole Claymore kick versus the punt type deal happening at Clash of Champions for the WWE title. Still don't think Orton should win, but it, it won't surprise me if Orton does win. Just like I said, maybe then we can get Drew to have some moment in front of a crowd uh, there at WrestleMania. I'm thinking, you know, it's way far ahead or a little bit in the future. But I think WWE will try to do the limited crowd. We already saw the NFL at the Chiefs game have about 17,000 people. Um, so I think they're going to try to pull a crowd there in Hollywood. 
at the new LA stadium out there. So I do think we'll see some fans there. Maybe, you know, that could be a good moment for Drew McIntyre to have a crowning achievement in front of a crowd, you know, that kind of plays it up, but um, we'll have to see where that goes. Uh, what else did we see? Uh, we saw Peyton Royce and Billy Kay fight each other. Peyton Royce got the win. Trying to just scroll through and see if there's anything else I want to talk about. Raw. Oscar defeated, you know, Oscar and Mickey James defeated Natalian Lana. So we'll get Oscar and Mickey James fighting each other. And we did have the Hurt Business beat the Viking Raiders, Apollo Cruz, and Ricochet. So that's good to see them there. And uh, then we did see Kevin Owens and Alistair Black brawling in the Raw Underground, but then we also saw Dabo, Dabo Kido, Kato, sorry, Daba Kato come out and just destroy both of them. So I don't know what that leads to. Um, we had the right squad defeat, you know, Shayna Baszler in a two-on-one handicap match, kind of build up their tag team title. And we also had Retribution kind of, you know, talk very weird with some, you know, very, uh, altered voices it looks like they're only going to be on the raw side of things which is kind of a weird way to go about it because you got to think if you're a organization that wants to just wreak havoc you need to be wherever you should be on raw smackdown and nxt i mean just destroying everything but and i do think pretty soon we need to see who they are because you can only wrestle on your mask so much but maybe we'll play that up for survivor series i don't know because Survivor Series, you know, is in November, but uh, maybe maybe Hell in a Cell's type deal. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, other than that, yeah, we had the the Mysterio family kind of play up. You know, Dominic got a, got to beat up Buddy Murphy, and the Mysterio family got to you know have their fun with Kendo sticks. So that was kind of raw in a nutshell. So uh, next up, we'll talk up NXT. So let's bring up what was happening on NXT real quick. The big news, of course, was uh, we had the, you know, the main event, or sorry, not the main event, the kickoff, <laughs> kickoff match. I think a lot of people thought this would end the night, but it also makes sense. Okay, so you had the over, or sorry, you had the draw between Adam Cole and Finn Bauer. So now you're doing overtime right away. And I think that was a good way to do it. And then you let the women kind of have the main event at the end. So uh, we did have, you know, Finn Bauer defeat Adam Cole for his two, his second NXT title. I think Finn is finding himself. He wants to be there. He wants to fight everybody. So I think that's good. And then we almost saw a little bit of face turn maybe by Adam Cole. I think with his appearances on Up, Up, Down, Down, I think people are really buying into Adam Cole. Obviously, they were anyway, but I think they want to cheer for him. So I think it should be interesting to see if maybe Undisputed Era kick out Adam Cole. You know, because Roderick Strong picked up a win though later on in the night. So maybe Roderick Strong kind of takes over that leadership role, um, you know, kind of going there. And we even saw a little bit of respect backstage between Finn and Adam Cole. So uh, other things, uh, Bronson Reed picked up a win. We also had, um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, oh, well, we did have Velvet Team Dream pick up a good win, but then we had Kushida back. And Kushida just went to town on Velveteen Dream. And it does feel like we're getting more of the heelish side of Velveteen Dream. And then you have Kushida as the face in that. So I think that's fine. Uh, probably needs to have Kushida come as the victor in this whole uh, feud just to give him something a little more. Maybe he goes after the NA, or sorry, North American title, you know, kind of going at that. Uh, what else? 
And we did have Rhea Ripley defeating Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez in the steel cage match. Rhea Ripley kind of getting built back up, probably in a women's title match pretty soon. Or, you know, is she ready to kind of get moved up? I feel like she is. Um, you know, we had Io Shirai and Shotzi Blackheart kind of looking at each other like for the title. So, and I still want to think up, talk up Candice LeRae. We did have Candice LeRae invite Tegan Knox over for dinner. That turned into a food fight and Tegan Knox walking out. So uh, I think we'll get them in some sort of, you know, big old brawl type match. Um, but I don't, I kind of found a hard time seeing where Rhea Ripley fits into NXT right now. You know, she was a women's champion. She got the WrestleMania matches with, you know, Charlotte and Io Shirai. So I think Rio is probably better suited to go to the main roster right now. But uh, we'll see where, where she goes. That's kind of our NXT talk. And we'll finish up with a little SmackDown talk. You know, it just happened last night. Uh, Roman Reigns coming out uh, with Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman really talking up Jey Uso. That's probably the best thing Paul Heyman is at doing. He talks up the opponents so much. And, you know, especially somebody like Jay Uso, who this is his first singles title match ever. You know, I think they brought it up last night. He's never fought for a United States title, never fought for a IC title on his own. So this, you know, this is an interesting match for Jay Uso to really show himself off in a singles match against Roman at Clash of Champions. Roman's going to win. I mean, I can already tell you that right now. But, and, you know, we'll see how heelish Roman does win. You know, maybe some sort of cheap win, I think, is how they'll go with that. Um, some other things, trying to think of what else happened. On, oh, we have Bailey talking up her, you know, beat down of Sasha, which I've already kind of laid out where I think, you know, that should go is Sasha win the Rumble, Sasha going after Bailey, and Sasha getting her moment against Bailey at WrestleMania. I mean, right now, I would say that should be the WrestleMania moment, but I've also seen people play up Roman Reigns in The Rock, <laughs> and I think if they go that route, then that's obviously going to close the night. But, you know, right now, because it's hard telling who is that next, who is going to be, you know, right now, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, I can't see where they fit into Mania yet. But obviously, as we get into the months, we'll see. But, you know, right now, it's kind of a hard picture right now. And probably by Royal Rumble, we should have a clearer picture. But sometimes you could start seeing Bailey and Sasha, though. That's your WrestleMania women's match. I mean, you can already see the writing on the wall. Like, you got to go that route for Bailey. And, I mean, like I said, I think Bailey just passed like 300-some days. So heading into Mania, she could be like four to 500 days as a champion. Yeah, she, she'll be due for a loss, but I think you'll play it up by Sasha doing that. So uh, some other things, like I said, we we got the new character on the Firefly Funhouse, uh, advisor council to the Funhouse, uh, Wobbling Wall, which is a walrus dressed up like Paul Heyman. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, and we also saw Alexa Bliss hit Sister Abigail on Nikki Cross, even though Nikki Cross ended up winning. So she'll get a shot at Bailey. And I think that's where Alexa probably costs Nikki Cross at Clash of Champions or maybe that Friday night afterwards. Maybe you want to play them wait till Friday night. But I think that's where we really see Nikki and Alexa, you know, the splinters happening. So um, 
you know, we still have Alexa kind of with the braids in her hair. So I thought you might have played up some sort of puppet for her last night. But hitting Sister Abigail is definitely huh, a turn in the right direction. You know, I did mention on Twitter, which you can follow at Stephen A. 1181. Follow me there. Um, in the end, if Nikki Cross were the one to do the turning, that would be quite the swerve. But I feel like it really would have to go a long way to turn that. So... I think you just got to keep going with Alexa Bliss, you know, helping the Fiend somehow or, you know, turning on uh, Nikki completely, you know, hitting another sister Abigail and maybe doing the the Bray Wyatt laugh type deal. So I think that's where we probably go for a Clash of Champions as far as that's concerned. And we did see Roman sneak in for the win. He tagged Jay Uso blindly and uh, kind of got the spear on Sheamus because Sheamus King Gorbin were, you know, going at each other so are going teaming with each other so uh other than that that was smackdown my raw talk my nxt talk kind of giving you a short sweet edition you know kind of hitting it up and anything you want to talk about feel free to join the super kicking it with steven page on facebook follow me at steven a wherever it's at right there steven a 1181 i always have to look there to see where it's at steven a 1181 uh catch me there and yeah, thanks for joining. I'll give you some more talk next week, building up to Clash of Champions. We'll see what Dynamite brings. Um, and yeah, cut, keep hitting it up with some WWE news, NXT news, AEW news, whatever you got. So catch you later, and thanks for joining.